Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Welcome everybody and good morning to you. It's great to be with you in Jersey again today. And uh, it's, it's always a, a joy to come here. And it's even better when I bring my wife Jill with me. So Jill looking really good in the front row there. And uh, it's great to see everybody this morning. Why don't we get out our Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 8. And uh, as Greg said, I'm going to be speaking in both services today and I'll be preaching a different message in, uh, in this first service uh, to the message I'll preach in the second service. This morning I'd like to talk about being transformed. And in Romans chapter 8 verse 28, a very well-known passage of Scripture, the Bible says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And uh, that's a well-known verse. And I want you to notice that the word purpose is in the singular, not in the plural. It's singular because God has one overriding purpose for all of that, or every single one of us as his children. And we see what that purpose is in verse 29, that we would be conformed to the image of of his son the Lord Jesus Christ that we would be like Jesus in our attitudes in our actions in our responses that we would become like him and how many of us know that for us to become like Jesus a transformation needs to take place in our lives and it's not something that's external forcing its way onto us it's not something that we squeezed into it's not something that uh, that that is is uh, is a process that is determined by outward actions but rather a transformation from the inside out as Jesus transforms us to become like him and I'm encouraged from verse 28 that he uses all things the the blessings and the challenges in our lives to make us like Jesus he's able to transform us in that process now the word transform is used three times in the New Testament and it comes from the Greek word metamorpho it's the uh, the word metamorpho which is used three times in the New Testament is the root of our English word metamorphosis which is my big word for today metamorphosis and a metamorphosis is a total change in nature character and form it's when something completely changes or is transformed examples from nature is when a tadpole becomes a frog or perhaps a prettier picture is when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly and there's a process of change that takes place it emerges as something completely different now I remember when our daughter Jessica who's now 27 years old was just very small we lived in Harare Zimbabwe in, a, in a, an area called Avondale and uh, in the home that we lived in just outside uh, the front door we noticed a caterpillar starting to create a chrysalis and we started to watch every day the process of the caterpillar uh, becoming a butterfly and uh, and every day when I came back from work I'd get Jessica we'd go outside and we'd have a look and she got quite excited about this process to the point that uh, I would come home and she would say dad let's go and see Mr. Morphus and see what's happening with Mr. Morphus and uh, and as the process happened we we learned that that process has to have its its full expression if you interrupt the process 
you, you cause damage in the process. And you know, sometimes in life we have to let the Holy Spirit do His work in people and not interrupt that work. There's times when perhaps us giving somebody advice is not helpful, or us coming and giving somebody a hug when the Holy Spirit is ministering to them might be helpful, or it might actually interrupt the process of what God is trying to do in that person's life. We need to let that process take place. So it's used three times in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 17, in Romans chapter 12, and in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to look at each of these occurrences today and see three things that God uses to transform us to become like Jesus. And the first is in Matthew chapter 17. Why don't we turn there and have a look at Matthew 17 verse 1 through to verse 9. And this is the record of the transfiguration of Jesus on the mountaintop. And I would say the first thing that God uses to transform us are mountaintop experiences. Let's read from uh, Matthew 17, verse 1 through to verse 9. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John his brother and led them up a high mountain by themselves. Interesting how often you see Jesus just with those three, his closest friends, in his high points and also in his low points, like in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he was transfigured before them. He was transformed before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them to tell no one the vision until the Son of Man was raised from the dead. Now, in verse 2, it says he was transfigured before them. He is transformed before them. And it's interesting how in verse 1 and verse 9, they went up the mountain and they came back down the mountain. You know, in life, we have mountaintop experiences. Often, a Sunday might be a defining moment in your life. When you come together and there's corporate worship and we sense God's presence and we meet Him on those mountaintops. But the problem is we can't live there. And there was a desire that Peter had. He said, let's make three little houses. Let's stay here. Now, it would be wonderful if we could meet here every day. We could have times of worship. We could spend time in God's presence together. But the reality is we can't. We have to go down the mountain, back into our everyday lives and serve the Lord wherever he has placed us. We have to live our normal lives. And, uh, and I think it's important to recognize that those mountaintop experiences are things that we should seek, we should celebrate, we should go after. So, for example, you advertising the new wine conference that's going to take place here in Jersey. That, for many, could be a defining moment, an opportunity to go aside. So it might be when a guest speaker comes through, a Sunday meeting, a time of worship, 
um, a, a time where you draw aside and you experience God. Very interesting in verse 5 through to verse 7. They saw Jesus in a new light for who he really was. He was transfigured before them. His face shone and his clothes shone and they, and they, they fell down on their knees. They, they were amazed at what they saw. Jesus spoke to them. They heard the voice from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. They heard God speak clearly. And Jesus touched them and said, don't fear. And we have those experiences where God touches us and wonderful, wonderful things happen. They wanted to stay on the mountain, but they couldn't. They had to move on with life. Now, it's important for us to gather together. The Bible says, don't forsake the assembling together as the manner of some is. Come together as often as you can, as often as possible. To come together to be, to be equipped, to edify one another, to, to, to encourage one another, to exalt Jesus together, and, uh, and be touched by Him. But sometimes we've got to come down the mountain into other sections of our lives. I'd like to now look at the second scripture we're going to look at which is Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 and here we see the second occurrence of the word transformed it's being transformed by the renewing of our minds Romans 12 and verse 2 says do not conform to the pattern of this world reading from the New International Version do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We're transformed as our minds are renewed according to God's word. Now that word renew could be translated to renovate, to completely gut and reestablish to re-establish the foundations in our thinking, or, or perhaps a modern uh, use of the word could be to rewire. And so there's times that we, we, we need to recognize that some of our thinking needs to change. Sometimes we've got stinking thinking. Sometimes there's things going on between our ears that need to change. And where, the man, where, the thought, where your thoughts go, you follow. You follow those thoughts. And there needs to be a transformation that takes place. And it's very interesting, if we're not being transformed by the renewing of our minds, then I believe we are being conformed to the pattern of this world. And when he's talking about the world, he's talking about this world's thoughts, attitudes, and opinions. This cosmos. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But when he's talking about the world in this particular context, he's talking about th this world's thoughts and attitudes and opinions of how we should live. And when those thoughts are in contrast to the scriptures, then the Bible calls those thoughts evil thoughts. He calls those thoughts things that we shouldn't allow to squeeze us into a mold. J.B. Phillips in his translation renders this verse this way he says do not let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold and there is pressure there's peer pressure around us there's pressure from the media there's pressure from all sorts of things trying to squeeze us into a particular mold and God has not called us to be squeezed into that mold he wants us to take the truth of his word he wants us to begin to renew our minds to renovate our thinking according to 
the Word of God. And it's a process. It's not a once-off event. It's, it's something that you have to keep working on. It's interesting how he says, as you renew your mind, you'll prove what is God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I believe that talks about something that's progressive. There's a progressive change that starts taking place in our lives, where we go from being in God's good will for our lives, towards His pleasing will, and then eventually into His perfect will for our lives. And if we take the promises of God's Word, the principles, the precepts, the patterns of Scripture, and we begin to say, that's the way I should live. So as a husband, my, my, my responsibility is to say, what does God's Word say? my responsibility is my my what what should i do what am i what's my role in my in my marriage how can i love my wife as as a father how do i how do i live as a father and i need to take the principles and the precepts of god's word and put those into practice the same for jill as a, as a wife and as a mother for me as a friend how can i be faithful as a friend in in my place of work how can i how can i work as unto the lord and, uh, and please Him. And as I begin to put those uh, principles in practice, my, my mind is changed, my thinking is changed, and as a result, my attitudes and my actions begin to follow. A transformation takes place. And I think it's important that this, we recognize that this is something that, that, that does happen to a degree as we come together in corporate worship and we hear teaching, but real transformation takes place when we start taking God's Word and we start feeding on God's Word and renewing our minds and our own personal relationship with God. We have a personal responsibility for this transformation to take place in our lives. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. Are we becoming more like Jesus? Or are we becoming more like the world around us? And you know, we live in a, in a, in a, in a generation where things that have been uh, accepted as normal are now being considered abnormal and things that were considered abnormal are being seen as normal I think every generation's had its challenges and in every generation we need to say what does God's Word say about this and how should we live and I think it's important that we recognize I cannot renew your mind I can simply renew my mind don't conform to this this, the, the pattern of this world be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We all have a personal responsibility to do this. And then there's a transformation that begins to take place, a change that begins to take place as we spend time in God's Word. Faith arises, we reach out, we receive God's grace, there's a flow of God's power into our lives and there's a change that takes place, but it's simply by taking the Word of God and renewing our minds according to what the Bible says. It's very simple, really. Uh, what do you do when you're facing a challenge? Find out what the Bible says about it. Get those promises. Begin to meditate on them, which, which means to uh, not empty your mind, but to fill your mind, to muse over, to chew over those things. And as you begin to chew on that, and you begin to muse over that, you begin to see how you can live. Don't let this book of the Lord depart from your your mouth but meditate on it day and night then you will make your way prosperous and successful and the Bible says you'll deal wisely in the affairs of life the third use of this word transformed is in 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 
Turn across there and have a look with me, if you would. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and we're going to read verse 17 and verse 18. So, so far we've seen we're transformed by those mountaintop experiences. Opportunities, we go up the mountain, we experience God, He touches us, we hear His voice in, a, in, a, in, a, in an amazing way, in a supernatural way. He, he deals with the fears in our lives and we walk free. We need those defining moments. We, we have a responsibility to renew our minds according to God's Word. And that's the Word of God, our personal responsibility. And then the third is our personal time with God. How the Holy Spirit transforms us by spending time with Jesus. And as we turning to this verse, I just want to remind you of Acts chapter 4 verse 13 where they saw Peter and John and they saw that they were ordinary unschooled men but they recognized because of their boldness and their courage that they had been with Jesus. Can people see that we have been with Jesus? In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 and and 18 in the English Standard Version it says now the Spirit now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom you know the more time we spend with God the freer we become we uh, we we start to operate according to manufacturers specifications you know if you get a piece of equipment and you're not putting through the right power it's not plugged into the power source it doesn't operate in its in to its capacity but when it has the right power coming through it it starts to come alive and we only really come alive when we plugged into the power and that's in our personal relationship with God and then verse 18 he says and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit as we spend time in his presence and we exposed to his love and his grace and his mercy and his faithfulness and uh, it starts to change us we're changed because we spend time with the Lord you know you you become like the people you spend time with you really do you begin to pick up their habits you begin to pick up their idiosyncrasies you begin to to pick up uh, traits from them and if we spend time with Jesus a transformation begins to take place in our lives it's almost like a, a, a flower begins to open up and we begin begin to reach our full potential it's a process of change from time spent in the presence of God we behold his face and we become like him from one degree of glory to another and as we spend time with him we start to experience freedom now I, I think there's three distinct ways that he transforms us first of all there's those mountaintop experiences secondly there's the renewing of our minds which is the word the word of God and there's the time spent with God which is the Spirit of God and he uses the Word and the Spirit to transform us, to change us, to make us like Jesus. We, know, we need all three in our lives. We, 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 we need the Word of God and we need the Spirit of God. You can't just live on mountaintop experiences. God never intended our relationship with Him to be Sunday to Sunday and somehow we have this long underwater swim in between. 
but he wants us to have a living relationship with him every day and you might say where do I start where do I even start you know I remember when I was first given a Bible I opened up they said read the New Testament and I started in Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 and so and so begat so and so and his son and so and so begat so and so and I thought to myself I'll get more out of the telephone directory than I will out of this so I would encourage you Matthew is great but a good place to start would be the Gospel of John and just to begin to read about who Jesus is and as you spend time 21 days in the Gospel of John 21 chapters a chapter a day it transforms your life it really does and uh, what I do is I read I reflect I write down what God says to me and then I respond to it and every day and I've done 21 days in John a couple of times and every time I do it I see new things and it changes me because I begin to see the Son of God as he really is then when you finish that spend 28 days in the in in the book of Acts and you begin to see the book of Acts is one of those books in the Bible that just doesn't end and we're living in Acts chapter whatever it might be you know 1900 and something or other we living in the book of Acts as we begin to read it we begin to see the pattern and we begin to see the adventure of being a follower of Jesus and as we do that we we understand that it's not just reading a book but it's us reading a book with the author revealing it to us and as we spend time with him during that week he begins to transform us now if you only have the word someone once said you will dry up you'll dry up if you only have the spirit you'll blow up but if you have the word and the spirit you'll grow up and I think that's a that's a wonderful thing now we are going to go into a time of worship in a few moments just um, an opportunity to worship and if you're watching by video today I would I would encourage you get a get a a CD or, a, or, or get your phone or just begin to play some worship and just spend some time in his presence and pray Lord I want to meet you if you have opportunities to gather with other believers as we are today in Jersey as we reach out to him let's let's come and let's say Lord reveal Jesus to us in a new light Lord we want to hear your voice we want to touch from you and as we do that I really believe God wants to touch people he wants to bring change he wants to minister to us he wants to minister to those fears he wants to say fear not he wants to speak into situations in our lives but more than that this week I would encourage you to begin to develop a daily habit of spending time in the word and with the spirit and allowing him to transform us so we become more like Jesus should we pray Lord we thank you for this day we thank you Lord that your desire is to meet with us that Lord you have uh, you've rent the heavens you tore the curtain in two from top to bottom so that you could come and minister to us so that we would have access to your very presence and Lord we come today we want to meet with you we want you to transform us to change us and we thank you Lord a touch from you can change everything but more than that we need to not just see beachheads in our lives we need to establish we need to establish ourselves we need to settle in your in your word and settle with your spirit and I pray that you would continue to transform us you would use these things to transform us to be more like you every day
In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.